This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Welcome to the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. In today's message, we're going to talk about the healing of the ten lepers. While it has a good word about being thankful, it also holds a deeper meaning for Christ followers. Let's learn more in our message entitled, Ten Healed, One Saved. Bottom line, who is this Jesus Christ and what does he want from me? Our message for today addresses those questions. So I hope you'll stay with us as we begin in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? Almighty and gracious God, we thank and praise you for the goodness you've shown us through Jesus Christ our Lord. As we open your holy word, we ask that you would build us up in faith and move us towards joyous praise. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Luke chapter 17, beginning at verse 11. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. Now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered, Were not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to the man, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. Dear friends, Cary Grant, a famous movie actor from a long time ago, once told how he was walking along the street and he met this guy whose eyes locked onto him with excitement. The man said, wait a minute, you're, you're, I know who you are, don't tell me, um, Rock, Hud, no, you're, Grant thought he'd help him, so he finished the man's sentence, Cary Grant, and the man said, no, that's not it, you're, you're, there was Cary Grant in all his glory identifying himself with his own name to this man, but this fellow didn't recognize that it was Cary Grant. He had someone else in mind. There's a verse in the Bible about Jesus which states that Jesus was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. We see a bit of that played out in our story of Jesus and the ten lepers today. You know, in the past, I've frequently preached on this narrative at Thanksgiving services. 
In fact, it is the chosen gospel story for Thanksgiving in the church's lectionary. On the surface, it seems appropriate for that because it looks like a Thanksgiving-type story. But I would propose that there's something more important going on here than Thanksgiving, something more than a lesson on the importance of remembering to say thank you. Yes, it's true that Jesus seemed to appreciate the show of thanksgiving from that healed man. But I've come to believe that this is more a story about recognizing Jesus for who he really is and then responding in faith and then praise. Let's take a look at it again. Jesus and his disciples are headed towards Jerusalem on the border between Judea and Samaria. We're reminded of what he is about to do for this sinful world. He's headed to Jerusalem. A cross looms ahead for him there. His name is on it. There he will suffer and die to save us from our sins, to carry out God's salvation plan for the world. But on his way there, Jesus was approached by ten men who had leprosy. They stood off in the distance and cried to Jesus for mercy, which is also interpreted pity in some translations. People with leprosy were the outcasts of society. They were quarantined, so to speak. No one wanted to catch this horrible skin disease which caused all kinds of pain and even loss of limbs. There was also psychological losses that went with it, loss of family, loss of personal worth, loss of community, loss of dignity. And according to Jewish law, it was against the law for them to even come close to healthy people. They had to keep their distance. And that's why these ten stood a great distance from Jesus and cried out for mercy. Now, why were they there? They obviously had heard about Jesus and his healing powers. And that's why they cried out to him, Lord Jesus, Jesus Master, have mercy on us. Maybe he would heal them. And of all things, Jesus stopped. And he did have mercy on these outcasts. I love the fact that Jesus stopped. He noticed hurting people. He has a heart, compassion for hurting people. His latest healing miracles had caused some conflict and criticism towards him. But Jesus, being Jesus, couldn't seem to help himself. He showed compassion to these hurting individuals. And perhaps there was a lesson that his disciples might learn from this. With a voice that rang out with authority, Jesus said, Go show yourselves to the priests. He was intimating that they were going to be healed. Because according to Jewish law, if you had experienced healing from this disease, you were to go show yourself to the local priest and get his okay to return to society after a few days. Well, as they went, suddenly they were made clean. They were miraculously healed of their leprosy. 
So this is a miracle story, isn't it? And miracles were clues to point to the kingdom of God being at hand in Jesus and to Jesus being the long-awaited Messiah of God. One of those lepers who saw he was healed turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks. And unlike the other nine, this man seemed to see something. He was obviously awakened to something important in this encounter. So he turned back, praising, glorifying God, and as he fell upon his face, he was worshiping Jesus. The identity of the person of Jesus had become all too clear to him. And Luke editorializes at this point of the story, almost like a parenthesis there. Now, he was a Samaritan. You see, Samaritans were hated by the Jews. They were written off by them as half-breed pagans. So this guy had what you would call double trouble. He was not only an outcast from his leprosy, but he was also a write-off because of his race. Interestingly, he was, he was with nine others that apparently were Jewish. Misery loves company, doesn't it? No matter what the background, it seems to know no borders. And Jesus, in his mercy, of all things, healed this man, too. And look at Jesus' response to his turning back to him. We're not ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to give praise to God except this foreigner? Notice Jesus doesn't say anything about thanking him, but he does talk about praising God. They didn't seem to recognize Jesus or God in the flesh that they had encountered the divine. But of all people, this outsider, this foreigner, this write-off caught it and began to worship. For he knew he was in the presence of God. It was just like Peter, one of the disciples, after the large catch of fish in his boat when he first met Jesus. He he fell on his face, too, before Jesus and called him Lord, God. Jesus is pointing out that out of the ten, only one got it. And look who he is, a foreigner, a Samaritan. And then Jesus said to the Samaritan, rise, go on your way. Your faith has made you well. That last statement of Jesus says that while there were ten healed, only one got saved. He said, your faith has made you well. You see, he recognized in Jesus God and turned back. And turning back reminds me of repentance, of surrendering oneself. He turned back with praise and thanks to God for Jesus in belief his falling on his face before Jesus is an action one would take when approaching the divine. It's the posture of worship. 
And Jesus' response, get up, rise up, and go on your way. Your faith has made you well, says it all. Get up, a resurrection term in the early church. Arise, announcing a new life has been given you. Like the prodigal son, this man was dead and now is alive again. And when Jesus says your faith has made you well, made you well literally in the Greek means has saved you. He uses this word in other places and it's translated has saved you. So this man is worshiping Jesus as his savior. He is displaying a saving faith. Not a temporal faith, but a saving faith. And we learn here that God's salvation is offered to everyone to receive by faith. And even Samaritans can get saved. Later, this risen Jesus Christ will tell his disciples in Acts 1, You shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. One could say, that the least likely person out of the ten received mercy and got saved that day. This poor guy had these two things working against him. He was an outcast of society, and he was a write-off because he was a pagan, a Samaritan. And that's to be considered good news for people like you and me. Salvation in Christ is freely offered to everyone to receive in faith. For you see, because of my sin and my rebelliousness, I too could be considered the least likely to receive his mercy and get saved. I deserve absolutely nothing from God. I stand before God empty-handed, unclean. But my God is full of steadfast love and grace. We see. Along comes Jesus entering our world to save us. And believing in him who suffered and died as an outcast himself from me at the cross, I receive mercy and grace, and I am no longer an outcast before God. He will provide cleansing from my sins at that cross, and his blood makes me clean before God. And I am restored into fellowship with God and with the family of God who trust in Jesus, because my sin-sick soul has been healed by the blood of Jesus Christ. As the word of God says, by his stripes we are healed. I've been thinking about this story for some time, and I had this thought. As the lepers heard Jesus say, go present yourselves to the priests, I remember that I too have a priest to go to, who will pronounce me clean. 
Jesus Christ, who is described as our great high priest in the book of Hebrews. He's the mediator between God and a sinful person like me, who offered not the sacrifice of animals, but his own blood to make me clean. And God, by raising Jesus from the dead, endorsed him as the Lamb of God, the great high priest who takes away the sins of the world, my sins, your sins. What's he looking for from me then? According to the story, two things. First, to turn to him in faith. If you've turned away, turn back. Believe in him. Trust him with your life. John Stott tells us an amazing thing happens when we do. He says, if we come to Christ and put our trust in him, a marvelous but mysterious exchange takes place. He takes away our sins and clothes us with his righteousness. Instead, in consequence, we stand before God, not trusting in our own righteousness, but in God's manifold and great mercies not in the tattered rags of our own morality, but in the spotless robe of the righteousness of Christ. And God accepts us, not because we are righteous, but because the righteous Christ died for our sins and was raised from death. Trust Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. And then humbly, joyfully, gratefully praise God in worship for his Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. In faith and worship, give thanks along with the Apostle Paul, saying, Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. May you be a walking doxology then, all the way to heaven, singing, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise him, all creatures here below. Praise him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, as you go on your way, may Christ go with you. May he go before you to show you the way, behind you to encourage you, beside you to befriend you, above you to watch over, and within you to give you his peace. Amen. You've been worshiping with the ministry of the Christian Crusaders. We pray today's message has moved you to trust in Jesus Christ as the Savior of the world and gratefully praise God in worship for His Son. Christian Crusaders cares deeply about the spiritual lives of our listeners. If you have a concern for which you desire prayer, please contact us by visiting our webpage and following the Is This For You link. Our board of directors and staff are dedicated to lifting our listeners to the throne of grace through intercessory prayer. All requests are kept confidential. Christian Crusaders is a nonprofit listener-supported ministry dedicated to serving the spiritual needs of those unable to attend worship in the church of their choosing and all others who have need to listen. If you enjoyed today's program, we invite you to help support this ministry with your prayers and financial gifts. All donations to this ministry are considered tax-deductible. Our mailing address is Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. Or you can call us toll-free at 1-888-MY-FAITH. That's 1-888-693-2484. In the Cedar Falls, Waterloo, Iowa area, dial 27709-24. 
We are happy you chose to worship with us this day and pray you will join us again next Sunday on this station. Conducting the service was our speaker, Pastor Steve Kramer. Christian Crusaders has been blessed to broadcast biblical truth continuously for the past 83 years.